0: Today is actually almost like a continuation from uh, last Sunday as well because believe it or not last Sunday I was almost like pregnant with twins with twin messages and I was like okay God how, how do we need to deliver this uh, and so at first I started thinking maybe we just maybe we just need to go both at the same time but he was like no 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 slow it down. Read it in and Amplified, and then I'm gonna show you because it's two different components actually of the same word in Hebrew. And so when you look at that word in Hebrew, cause we went to Isaiah chapter 11, don't go there yet. We're gonna start there, but don't go there yet. Um, but uh, let me kind of recap a little bit from last Sunday cause we talked about the process of, of, of decision-making and how the fear of the Lord needs to be included and should be included and has to be included in fear and reverence of God because we know we want the Spirit of the Lord to rest upon us. We know we ask for wisdom and understanding and knowledge and counsel and things of that nature for making decisions because there's a bunch of decisions. We talked about it. There's a bunch of decisions that have to be made, but we don't have to be overwhelmed. We can rest. And so we talked about that process for making decisions, whether heavy, weighty decisions or even small, light decisions. The process is the same. Don't focus on the outcome, the process, because again, the process In him is what transforms us to be like Jesus. And so we looked at the process that Jesus talked about in his judgment, in his decisions. So the first thing that we talked about in John 5, you can go to last Sunday, but I just want to kind of summarize it. We talked about asking to see. There's more revelation to that that you can listen to. But we talked about, number one, asking to see. Number two, we talked about, um, let me just look at it here, commit your works. (laughs) Committing our works to him. In other words, committing our decisions, committing our judgments, submitting them to him. Number three, asking to hear. We need to be able to hear in the spirit, not just with our ears, natural ears, but hearing in the spirit what God is saying. Number four, believing. So our hearing must be mixed with belief. Because otherwise it's called dead hearing. It's dead hearing. It's dead noise if faith is not mixed in the belief in that regards. Number five uh, is execute. This one I kind of threw in there by the Spirit. That wasn't part of the notes. But executing the decision. So we want to execute what God is telling us and what he's saying. And then number six, we want to rest in God's sovereignty. Rest in If he said it and we heard it and we believe it and we're committed to it and we're executing it, then we can rest in the outcome. But that is the process. It is good and that was the revelation that came about in John five and Jesus kind of shared, you know, how he was able to do the works that he did. He saw, he committed, he believed, he executed, he he did all that. But then there's safety in that, in that regards. And so again, now, uh, I want us to think from this point. And so, uh, of course, we went to Isaiah chapter 11. We're still not going to go there, but we've been dealing this entire month. And I've been, man, it has been blessing my life just dealing with the fear of the Lord. Yes, it's been convicting. Yes, it's been challenging. But yes, it's also been strengthening and transformative. And so it's just been a guard. It's been a place of safety. Um And in a little bit, we talked about that even from this past Wednesday, just even for family. So the fear of the Lord, uh, again, it impacts every aspect of life, relationship, finances, decisions that have to be made because all of that is connected to decisions. Um, But it's important. And so uh, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you see the fear of the Lord. You see the reverence and you see the awe. And so this has been in place from the beginning. As a matter of fact, God is the one who is worthy to be all. The Bible says this, that angels, uh, there there, are certain angels that just fly around the throne and just singing, holy, holy, holy. And angels are not little creatures. They are big creatures. And so I don't even know how massive these particular type of angels are, but they're just acknowledging the holiness of God. It's like, God, you are awesome. God, you are holy. And so that's part of our, our reverence of him. But Here's another thing that I thought it was interesting. I remember I was driving uh, not too long ago. Again, I said, you know, I've been carrying this message actually for a week, a little over a week's time. And so, uh, you know, I was driving and I was listening to K-Love for those in our area. Uh, Many people know about K-Love, Christian contemporary radio. And so uh, I came to a stoplight and this one gentleman was talking about just awe. And I was like, oh man, we've been talking about the fear and awe of the Lord. And and I just, just so happened to have turned to the radio at that time. And so he was just talking about awe, and then he, he brought up a mention of the study of awe just from some scientists. And so afterwards, the Holy Spirit reminded me, he was like, hey, when I was at home, he was like, hey, you know what, I want you to follow up because you just so happened, and it wasn't an accident that you heard a message about uh, science's research on awe. So this is what I wanna do. I found an article to kinda kick things off here, and this is so good. <laughs> this is so good. I, I'm, I'm gonna kind of slow down and read this, but I don't want to get too worked up. but this is so good because last week we talked about the process. This week we're going to talk about the production, but it might not be the production that you think of as as the world always say about hey, you need to produce this, you need to mimic these people, you need to mimic that. No, no, no. We've been delivered from that kind of comparison. Can I just say that right now? We've been someone to say right now, I have been delivered from comparing myself, to the world's standards. Let me say that one more time. I think that was some deliverance from someone right there. And that, that can cause some people to enter into some rest of God's sovereignty right there. Say it again. I have been delivered from comparing myself to the world's standards. And you know what? That can also be even be comparing yourself to other believers within the body as well. Because then you can lose sight of the uniqueness and the beauty of what God has given you. And then in that sense, we can also kind of lose awe because now we become in awe of other people and and get our focus and attention off of God. And so we talked about that value exchange when we reverence and when we're in awe of him. That same thing now begins to come back on us because now we begin to see that we are made in his image and in his likeness uh, as spirit people within the spirit realm. So. This article here, this is actually an article, and I'm just calling this, let's just look at for a moment, the science of awe. This is the science, and then we're gonna get into the supernatural. But let's just look at the science of awe for a moment. This is an article from the University of California, Berkeley. So real astute you know, institution. Uh, and so this was actually, I believe, one of their blogs. But when you think about it, uh, before I, I, I talk about the title and, and read a portion of this article, how many times have people used the term awesome? Many people say, oh, man, this is awesome. Or, or hey, yo, know that watch? Oh, man, that watch is awesome. Or, man, that whatever. We, 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 we take something that is such a big word, but then we deduce it or we reduce it down to something that is so small. And so God is saying, hey, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Look, look, look. All is something that should be kept in its category. It's not a small thing. To be in awe of something is big. Or to say something is awesome, it is not a small thing. So again, I just want to encourage you right now, I'm not being legalistic, but as we come into this greater understanding of awe, I want to make sure that we know that God is awesome. Jesus is awesome. We talked about it last Sunday. He's the one to be honored. He's the one to be honored. So let's look at this article right here. And this article, this article is called Eight Reasons Why Awe Makes Your Life Better. So we're just going to look at this article and I'm just I'm just taking actually a portion of it and then going to share with you the eight reasons. But check this out. It says, starting 15 years ago, scientists have been studying the complex and mysterious emotion called awe, (laughs) one. You might have felt if you stood in front of the Taj Mahal hiked among towering redwoods. I want to go to the Redwood Forest one way or had your mind blown at a concert play or ballet, inducing goosebumps and dropped jaws. All experiences are remarkable in their own right. Moreover, a growing body of research suggests that experiencing all, (laughs) come on Sir Walter, stay with it. Experiencing all may lead to a wide range of benefits from happiness and health to perhaps more unexpected benefits, such as generosity, humility, and critical thinking. In our busy lives, seeking all may be low on our list of priorities, but we might be underestimating its power. Come on, this is this article from Science, a secular university. And then they said this, this is a quote from another researcher. One simple prescription can have transformative effects Look for more daily experiences of awe, writes the GGSC's Dasher Dasher Keltner. And then I'll finish with this portion here. The latest research suggests that taking the time to experience awe, whether through engaging with nature, enjoying great art or music, or even they say this, this is how you know it's secular, or even binging on breathtaking YouTube videos may be a pathway to improving your life and relationship. And so here are the eight um, reasons why all makes your life better according to this article. Number one, they say all may improve your mood or make you more satisfied with your life. I find this very interesting. It says it may improve your mood or make, your, make you more satisfied with your life. Another reason why they say awe can make your life better, the second reason, they say awe may be good for your health. Okay? Number three, they say awe may help you think more critically. Very interesting. Number four, awe may decrease materialism. I think that's important even during this Christmas time, all right? All, number five, all makes you feel smaller and more humble in a good sense, meaning that there's something bigger than you. So you don't have to be caught up in your own arrogance and grandiose. In other words, you know, because even the Bible says, you know, not to think more highly of yourself than you ought. In other words, keep things in perspective. God is the one to be all. Number six, all can make you feel like you have more time. Ha! very Interesting. Number seven, all can make you more generous and cooperative. I thought it was interesting because, you know, the Holy Spirit really just kind of laid upon me. That was unplanned from my perspective, but I so felt it last week as it pertains to reverence and the fear of the Lord and giving. And of course, this is the season of giving. Come on, everyone that's participating in the season of giving this year. All can make you more generous and cooperative. So for those that are in, in, in that, that, that living this life of awe, I'm just saying this funnily, but it's true. Be a volunteer for the season of giving. Amen. Let me just throw that little plug in there. <laughs> and then number eight, awe can make you feel more connected to other people and humanity. Isn't that powerful? So these are the eight reasons that science suggests that awe can make your life better. Now I can almost just put both hands on my head and then just be like, man, my God. When I'm just looking at this list right now, what science is catching up to in regards to mental health, right? Because this mental health is actually, I think just a term within the past 20 years that's just now taking prominence. But I find it very interesting how it's become more prominent, but and now science just within the last 15 years has been noticing the benefits of awe. So I look at it for science, but they're just catching up to something that's been in the spirit from the beginning of ages. That's why we have to come into a relationship of the ancient of days. We've got to know the holy one. We've got to know the one who's from the beginning, uh, who's who's the alpha and the omega. And then you'll understand. It's like, man, you know what, God, science is just now catching up to what scripture has already provided. And what scripture has already said or what God has said in scripture, that's already a part of the supernatural package that we have as believers. We have this benefit of of if I just put it in this context of mental health. When we have this lifestyle of all, we have these benefits that science is just now saying, hey, you know what? This might be good to help make your life better. God saying, hey, I've been had this for you. This is just a part of it. And so, uh, this is what we come into, and this is what we can have here on earth. So, that's the science of all. But, man, the supernatural experience of all that we get to experience, it is great. So, now let's go to our first scripture. It's one that we went to last week, but we're going to start off there and then springboard to another place. But we're going back to Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah is just such a prophetic book, it is a wonderful book, but this is a messianic prophecy again. Isaiah chapter 11. Verses one through three, and I am uh, reading this from the Amplified. And so now, as a matter of fact, check this out. What well, now? Let me just go ahead and read. Let me just go ahead and read. And there shall come forth a shoot out of the stock of Jesse, David's father, and a branch out of his root shall grow and bear fruit. Didn't emphasize that last week, but now this is part of the production that we're talking about, this is part of the produce. That's where you get that produce from. Right. You have the process and then you have the produce. So we talked about last week uh the process, but this is the produce that's going to be bearing fruit even more so in our lives. So and a branch out of his root shall grow and bear fruit. Verse two. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge. And of the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord and shall make him a quick understanding. And I need to pause there just for a moment, because in most and in, in a lot of translations, you might see that point in the Amplified. What it actually does, it just took the Hebrew word and expounded upon what a quick um, expounded upon the levels of definition of what this means. And so this is the part where we're going to go to and shall make him of quick understanding and now i want you to underline this and his delight and his delight and his delight somebody say and his delight and his delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the lord oh that's so good and his delight who is just talking about the messiah who is the messiah yeshua and yeshua jesus and his delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the lord so now Now, we've been talking about the fear of the Lord, but think about it. Most of the time when people think about the fear of the Lord, they think about fear as far as for being afraid. They don't come into the revelation of saying, hey, you know what? This is a delight. Oh, this is a delight. Think about something right now. Uh, I'm not the biggest ice cream person, but every now and then, if I do get ice cream, it is the plain vanilla. I can't do anything else. But some people, like my daughters, they like sprinkling all that kind of stuff. Why? Because it is a delight to them it is something that they enjoy it is something that that is good to the taste buds and then that gives a greater experience throughout their body because now they're eating it together they're enjoying the sweetness (laughs) that this that this ice cream has to offer so now from that same perspective can you just imagine for the moment imagine for this moment that yeshua jesus our savior who we who we are to be like He didn't just have just the reverence and just the obedient fear of the Lord in that sense. But this also included, man, you know, this is my delight. Oh, this is that relationship piece. I need to say this now because I don't want to lose it. I want to say this thought now because this is, quote unquote, the Christmas season. And I know, um, you know, many of these holiday times, many people actually lose sight of who the season is all about, Jesus. And they get caught up in the things and all the decisions that have to be made and the materialism and things of that nature and lose sight of the awe of God. And so what what takes place uh, from the fear of the Lord is the fear of man. I don't have enough depression or people think about, uh, you know, it's, it's a whole bunch of actually sadness in the midst of all the lights and festivities and going on. People are more depressed during this time than ever. And then when you think about some of the restrictions and COVID and things of that nature, if you're not in Christ, that's just going to become even a greater load upon people. Because now they can't be around people to kind of maybe feel better. So God says, hey, I got a solution. It's been there for a while. But remember, this fear of the Lord has been like a hidden key because people don't honor God. But God says, hey, when you honor me, I got all these keys and things that I want you to be able to experience and enjoy in life. Even in the midst while there's stuff going on in the world, there's safety, there's protection, there's provision in God's kingdom. So let me read this one more time. Verse three and shall make him of quick understanding, we talked about that last week, and his delight, that is so good, and his delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, we talked about that last week, neither decide by the hearing of his ears. And so, again, we looked at the process last week, this time we're looking at the produce, and so with all of those things that we talked about in the process, it actually produces a delight. You have decisions. When we make decisions, when we ask, when we do all that process, when we make decisions, guess what I believe the end result leads to? It leads, it leads to a delight in our reverence and fear of the Lord. Because now we begin to see what God produces and then we begin to take a delight. Oh man, you know what? God, I'm going to delight in this process because of now I've experienced and seen the outcome of what your hand produces. Even if it might be tight and and, and, and you know, uh, uncomfortable for a moment we remember we talked about get comfortable being uncomfortable even though it might be uncomfortable for a, a moment what it produces in us and then through us is something that God can take the light in and then he takes the light then we take the light in it so this is good someone just say right now matter of fact let's just say God you are making me of quick understanding repeat that after me God you are making me of quick understanding And my delight, point to yourself right now, say, my delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. This is going to be a simple but strong message. Someone just say, my delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. So now when you think about it, so now even in your work, so now you can delight in your work. You can delight in your job. This is just a transfer. I just got to throw this in here. This is just a transformational statement, even in your job. Guess what? The job that you have is a blessing. Some people might be like, man, oh my gosh, I'm so sick and tired of this job. No, you better thank God in this season of Thanksgiving. You better thank God for that job. It doesn't mean it's where you have to stay, but in it, you can give him thanks. And so now, this is why I say this, because the Bible says this. When we have this fear, when we have this reverential obedience, Uh, to the lord then we understand that this involves uh how we see everything in life it 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 impacts relationships it impacts a marriage Ah, i could spend time on that too it impacts a marriage but it also impacts our work life some people might be working remotely it's okay it's still a blessing but here's the thing we still want to understand that we honor the lord because we are working as unto who that's what the bible says we work as unto who the lord and not unto men See, some people can say they get sick of the job because of the people that they work with, but then don't allow that that perspective to be a snare because then, guess what? You actually take on a form of sickness, whether emotionally or it can wind up showing up in your body. So this is just coming to me right now. If someone has said before, man, I'm so sick and tired, just, just cancel that word right now. Say, Lord, I cancel that order. I do not desire tiredness nor sickness. Oh, and let me just go with this right now, uh, just by way of the Holy Spirit, because one thing that I have felt, and I don't know I'm, I know I can't be the only one, I felt the moment where I just been feeling fatigued and lethargic, maybe because of some decisions, some weighty decisions that have to be made, but that still doesn't mean that I have to be all, oh, just tired and just tired. That That's actually not me. I'm not a tired kind of person. So if you've been feeling fatigue, right now in the name of Jesus, we just break that spirit. That's been trying to just, uh, you know, bring you to a rest in a place of of lethargy and just tired and not wanting to move about and not wanting to execute or make any decisions. Sometimes people are just like, oh, I'm just so weighed down. I'm just so tired. Or, Or maybe it could be because of a job or family or whatever the case may be. We break that now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for life springing forth. I thank you, God, for renewing energy to these people right now under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that your word is going forth to God and you're watching over it to perform it. So someone just say right now, I'm receiving the life of God. I'm receiving his energy in this season. Come on. This is a time where we celebrate the entrance of the Messiah. This is a time, you know, they even sing about it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I know I got all these songs in my head all the time. It seems like I got a song for everything. But this is a time of celebration, not a time of being down. Our our souls should not be downcast nor trodden in this season. No, so what we want to do, we want to delight ourselves. This is something that can rest upon us. We want this this quote-unquote sunny delight to rest upon us. Some of us need to drink some sunny delight in the spirit. (laughs) And I'm talking about not that orange drink, but I'm talking about the son of the Lord. And as we take him on and as we drink and learn of him, we want to partake of that. Amen. So again, I, I, so we can delight in the work. <laughs> we can delight in the work of the Lord. So now, it's like, God, I thank you for just even allowing me to see in the spirit. We talk about asking me to see, right? Lord, so now, because I know I'm on, I'm on assignment. We talked about that last week. I am on assignment even on my job. So even on your job or place of work, because, uh, you know, I do. And so, you know, I'm just thinking about just different people. So where if, even if people have to travel then know that you are on assignment and that it should be a delight. So just put on delight. It's like, God, I thank you that I'm resting in your delight. So even if it might have to be a work experience where it's some tough things that you kind of got to work through and some tough decisions that have to be made or even conversations, it's like, God, I am taking on this. God, I thank you, Lord, that I'm resting in you because this is a delight. I'm reverencing you first and I'm enjoying it. and it will shift your mood. It will shift atmospheres when you allow him to go before you and that you rest in the delight. This is the thing that God was sharing with me. He was like, hey, son, I just want to remind you. Um, and so that, you, that way that you never forget, even as we are ministering on the fear of the Lord, I just want to remind you, and so I'm passing this one to you. I want to remind you that the fear of the Lord, the reverential fear of the Lord, it is not a duty, but it is a, it is a delight. This is a relational aspect. This is our delight to be in him. I gotta say that again, and I'm I'm probably gonna say delight of a bazillion times during this message. But it is our delight in Him. It is our delight because this came to me as revelation. He was like, "Look, Jesus de- delighted." I gotta let me just read it one more time. His delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. Meaning that, look, it is not just a duty to obey Me, but it's a joy to obey Me. Why? Because of what? It produces on the inside who I am being transformed to be like, who you're being transformed to be like, and then also what happens through us. So. What in the world can happen when you have people that says, Lord, you're, you're, that, that, that my delight shall be in reverential and obedient fear of the Lord, then the transformation that we've experienced in delight because of the process, now that just gets spilled out and now we begin to transform families, we begin to transform businesses, we begin to transform communities, states, nations, neighborhoods, streets. Why? Because we've been transformed, because we've been processed. And now, because we understand, it's like, hey, we can't be believers. That's like, oh, I got to obey the Lord. Oh, yeah, I'm fearing God. That is not our disposition. Our disposition is like, Lord, you called me? <laughs> I remember seeing this one funny commercial, uh, just looking at, uh, you know, Charles Barkley, remember the retired basketball player, phenomenal player when he was in the NBA, now NBA commentator. He was like in this group of kids and it was kids, you know, uh, picking out, Uh, who they want to select for the playoff for their pickup game in basketball. And so he was standing, you know, amongst all the other little kids. And then when he got picked, he was like, yes, I got picked. I told you I got picked. So I just say that the same way. You've been picked. You've been selected. You've been called into the kingdom. And so don't take this on as this as this is just like a burden. It's like, oh, oh, my gosh, I'm called to pray. Oh, the Lord called me to be an intercessor. It's like, no, by the grace of God. By the grace of God, you are who you are. By the grace of God, I am who I am. And it is my delight to be in reverence and the fear of the Lord. Guess what? There is no sorrow in heaven. There's no no sadness right now. I might might turn to that scripture. I might not. But the Bible talks about how how God even laughs at the wicked. God's like, (laughs) the Lord is in a good mood. So for us, that's what we want to be able to take on. So just take on that mantle right now, that spirit, and say, hey, you know what? I know God's making me a quick understanding, but Lord, I just want to lay hold. I want to possess this delight that that Sir Walter's talking about right now. I'm I'm possessing this delight. This is my inheritance, that this delight in obeying God, this is part of this fear and reverence of the Lord, but it's our delight. And so I need to say this. The fear of the Lord is included in the process of decision-making. But fearing God and in this delight, guess what? It's a process, but then it's also our pursuit. I remember talking just even after last week's message, you know, Pastor Gabriel and I we just had just a brief conversation. But one thing that he said, and I was like, oh, I'm going to take that. I was like, that is so good. He was like, hey, you know what? You just want to make sure that even in everything that's going on, you don't want fear to guide your decisions. I was like, that that is so true. So I just wanna encourage everyone, with all the news, with all the information, still don't let fear guide your decisions. No, we are delighting ourselves in the Lord in this regard, and he is our pursuit. We have the process, we have the produce, and now we have this pursuit. And it is all good. Come on, raise your hand if you are being processed, if you're producing and you're pursuing. Man, peas are powerful words. All right, so here we go. There's this one scripture I want us to take a look at. um, And I got my Bible Bible here as well, because there's something else I'm going to look at. But we're going to be in Psalms for this next chapter. And so uh, we we just flown with the Holy Ghost right now. Is that okay? I know it's okay. So Psalms chapter 34. um, And I'm just going to read. And we're just going to walk through this. Psalms chapter 34, verses 4 through 14. And I'm telling you what right now, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, join me in eating this word like a sunday. <laughs> this is sunday, S-U-N-D-A-Y. But we're going to eat this word like a S-U-N-D-A-E. Come on. That ice cream. This is going to be so good. So y'all ready for a sunday right now? And this is fat free. <laughs> this is healthy for you. This is called an awesome Sunday. This is an awesome Sunday. Psalms 34 verse 4. Let's stop there because remember I talked about how there's a process. We've got the produce and then we continue on in pursuit. Let me just say this before we read the scripture. Never stop pursuing the Lord. Oh, Okay, so now when I said that, now I'm hearing the Lord just say it. He's like, no, son, let me talk now. Never. I'm just hearing God. Let me close my eyes so you hear him. And you can close your eyes as you hear this. I'm hearing the Lord say this. Never stop pursuing me. Mm, I got to let that rest. Never stop pursuing me. I enjoy your pursuit. I enjoy your pursuit. And as you pursue, watch what I produce in your life and through your life. (laughs) That generations will be able to eat the fruits of yeah <laughs> just as there was a shoot out of jesse and how the messiah bore fruit and spread and good fruit so shall i be in you <laughs> as you're a branch in me in jesus name apart from me you can do nothing continue to pursue me and watch what i produce in your life bless you god glory to god Yeah, so we're going to be pursuers, passionate pursuers of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Verse 4, I sought the Lord. New King James Version, Psalms 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Didn't we talk about a couple of weeks ago? about deliver us from the snare of people, as well as other fears. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Verse five, they, meaning us, looked to him and were radiant. Come on, there's gonna be some radiance upon you in this season because God has our gaze. He has our attention because we're in such awe of him, right? They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. So again, we're not ashamed of our relationship, of our pursuit of Jesus. Those that are ashamed, Jesus even said this. He was like, look, if you fear men or if you're caught up in the fear of men and in the snare of men, that means that you're being ashamed of me. And so you don't want to be ashamed of me because if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. But if you are, but if you confess me before men, oh, God says this, I will confess you before my father, which is in heaven. And that's who we want confessing. That's who we want to be known before. Man, forget all this. Oh, my gosh, I was on the cover of this magazine and I was on the cover of that and blase, blase, whatever, whatever. Man, I want I want my name written in the Lamb's book of life. I want my name to be known in heaven, to be confessed before the Lord out of the mouth of Jesus. How powerful is that? So here we go. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. I got to I got to reiterate cuz we said before that the sovereignty and salvation of the Lord outweighs the savagery of men. God will save you out of all your troubles. Doesn't matter what trouble it looks like. Oh, even if you got yourself in trouble. When we look to the Lord and then we're in obedience and actually making decisions in line with God, God says, "Okay, I will save you out of your troubles." Oh, thank you, God. <laughs> I'm just so here that I just thank you, Lord. I'm just thinking about some bad, some poor decisions. This poor man cried out at one point, made some poor decisions. And so I thank God that um, as of, I would say by within a week's time, some of those decisions will be taken care of in the name of Jesus. I'm just proclaiming it now uh, that 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 my wife and I, we shall be debt free by the end of this year. Besides a one, one bad decision, but that'll be taken care of in Jesus' name. But it won't be any debt. Glory to God. Why? Because this, man poor, this poor man cried out, and, and God saved him from all his troubles. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps all around. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Let me give y'all a moment of praise, because I know I said that quick. And the Lord just reminded me, hey, son, you didn't say no light thing. Yeah. Uh, w- one, let me just let you know, we are a debt-free ministry. And so now there's some debt freedom that is just taking place in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Verse seven, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers him. We got some more deliverance, right? And verse eight, here we go. Aren't we going to eat this Sunday right here? <laughs> Come on, someone just say right now before we read it. Say my delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. All right, so let's eat. Verse eight right here. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. So guess what? You are blessed. For those that trust in the Lord, you are blessed. But here's the other thing that God is saying. He's like, hey, I want you to taste and see and experience in this season. There's been a a lot of sourness that many people have tasted. But guess what? God says, I want you to change your taste buds. I want you to refine your taste buds. Because some people have been digesting on junk. And God says, hey, and that junk is that stuff that appeals uh, to the flesh. But God says, hey, I want your taste buds. I want I want your taste buds to have an affinity towards uh, the to, to have an affinity towards the, uh, the towards the fear of the Lord. Let me just say it that way. I want you to have a taste for the things of God. I want you to have a taste for obedience. Why? Because once you have a taste for something, then guess what? You, 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 you want more. So somebody just say right now, I want more. Oh, I want more of you, God. Yeah. Yeah, we want more. So the Bible says this and this is what God is bringing us into a part of this delight. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man. And of course, woman, this is talking about humanity who trust in him. Verse nine. Here we go. Because some of y'all were like, well, what does this have to do with the fear of the Lord right here? Verse nine. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. Ha. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. That means you and I, we need we we want to delight in this fear. It says taste and see that the Lord is good. Right. And then the next verse, it says, fear the Lord. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses is the man who trusts in him. And then the next verse, it says, fear the Lord. So you see how this is connected. The wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge. of oh, the counsel, the might. The reverence and fear of the Lord and us being able to produce and taste and experience. Guess what? It is all connected to this fear. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. But God says, hey, I'm not finished. I'm not finished because we're eating of this Sunday. Right. Because we're connected. We're in his provision in the fear of the Lord. There's provision. Here we go. In the same verse. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Ah, oh, man, I should, have, I should have just bought a Sunday just to put before us on this table right now. It just would—well, probably wouldn't have gone bad. Someone else could have eaten it. I wouldn't have eaten it. But again, we are tasting right now. This is so good to the spirit. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who what? Fear him. Fear the Lord, you his saints. Why? Because There is no want, meaning that there is no want, not just need. (laughs) Oh, the Bible did not say need here. Why? Ah, We talked about it last week. When you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God says, I got the needs. Now let's talk about some wants here. Oh, so fear, being in the fear of the Lord. Oh, see, see, oh, isn't this so good? This is where this delight comes in. Being in the fear of the Lord, not only are my needs taken care of, but God says, hey, now let's bring something else along with this. What do you want? Because now because you now because you're in the fear of the Lord, now because you're so lined up in seeing and committing and asking and hearing and believing and 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 executing and 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 resting in sovereignty, what do you want? Because now your wants are so in tune with my heart because you are fearing and you're reverencing me. Guess what, There ain't no limits. There aren't any limits now to what it is that you're asking. The limits, the limits are off because you're so in tune. What do you want, son? What do you want, daughter? What do you want, child of mine? Oh, some, ah, uh, this Christmas season, Some people might not have liked Christmas because maybe when you come up during Christmas time in your childhood, again, that's part of that trauma when you go back to. But we've been delivered. Sometimes you you would pull up a magazine. This is back in the day. Pull up a magazine or circle some things to the parents and say, can I have this? And they say, no, we don't got no money. Why are you always wanting stuff? Somebody heard that. Someone was like, why are you always wanting stuff? So now I got to lay into this just a little bit. God is saying, hey, because you are fearing me, because you are reverencing me. No, I want you to delight. I'm breaking off that trauma of your childhood from not wanting stuff in the, uh, from, from not wanting stuff in the natural, and now I, wanna, I want you to see me as your father. And so now your father is saying, this Christmas season, what do you want? Woo! And some people can say, I want you, God. Great, God's like, good, I know you want me. Now, what do you want? He's like, look, you got me, you got me, you got me, you got me. And you're going to see and you're going to learn and you're going to understand and come into more of me. But now, so that way I can show off through your life and just have an example of what the fear of the Lord looks like in this earth, what do you want? And some people have been afraid to even go there. God says, Hey, I'm breaking off that fear. Mm. I'm telling you how to pause because I got to let that sit. God says, I'm breaking off that fear. Now, some things we want, God says, good. So now, when you say it out of your, so now when you say it out of your mouth, somebody just say something that you want right now. It could be a material thing. It's okay. Because it's not for selfish ambitions, right? It's not for self-ambition. It's not about me, 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 me. But there are some things that we can just enjoy on earth. I do believe that. So God's saying, now what do you want? But now if it's something that might be big or grandiose, God says, okay, cool. Now I wanted that to come out of your mouth now so that way I can process you so that way you can steward it because I want to give it to you. But some things I might not be able to give it to you right now because you might not be able to steward it. But as you delight, as you show reverencing me and honoring me and, and allowing me to move in your life, now I can continue to process it. So now when you have that, that nice thing or that nice opportunity or business or whatever the case may be, God, I just, God, I want you to bless my business. That's a great one. But if he blesses your business and we're not processed to the point of honoring him and, and reverencing him with our finance. Oh, okay. So let me just say this. I'll, this money thing keeps coming up because I guess God just really wants to provide for some people uh, naturally. But if you're saying, God, I want to bless you. I want you to bless my business and you don't tithe. Then that's going to be a contradiction uh, to to, to the heart of what he says of him really opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing upon you. All right. So that that tithe is connected to the fear. But let me just continue on. So he, he wants to process us, you know, in that regard. So that way now it can be a delight. It's his delight to bless us. And then we delight in the blessing. Got it. So. Verse nine. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Those who seek the Lord, right? Shall not lack what? Any good thing. Come, you children. Listen to me. I will teach you. Ah, then we just hear about this this past Wednesday. If you didn't go listen to it. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Some things are caught. Some things are taught. This is one thing that that God just placed just so heavy upon me. That's why we keep emphasizing this and drilling this in and repeating some things over and over again. So that way it gets drilled in the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. Why? Because it has to be taught. Because we don't come up. We're not born with the reverence of awe. We're born just all about our own, you you know, it's, it's selfish. And God says, hey, I want you to turn to me. So come you children. Listen to me and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So that's what we want to teach you. That's what I want to teach you. That's what we as a ministry desire to teach you the fear of the Lord. It's not something that's taught a whole lot in today's time. And so that's why I think it's as unique even for my age at the age of 43. I'm kind of like a tweener age between what I am a tweener age between what society calls the boomer generation as well as millennials and Gen Z, things of that nature. And so there has to be a bridge. So that way the fear of the Lord is never lost from generation to generation. My generation has to hear it. The millennial generation has to hear it. The Gen Z generation has to hear it. We all have to understand the fear of the Lord and not just the fear of the Lord, but understand how to delight in it. Because many people can get off into their own thing and not not stay connected into the reverence and awe of God. And that's why I think it's so interesting that depression is so rampant, even more so now, statistically speaking, than ever before. Why? Because we've lost awe of God. We've lost delighting ourselves in the Lord. I'm just so hearing this right now. The Lord, and this is strong. And I'm saying this with compassion, but it's true because again, you're you're, you're talking, you're hearing someone who has attempted suicide. I understand the spirit of depression, but I've gotta say this. When you delight, you cannot stand depression. When we have our attention on him, when we have our attention and our gaze and our awe upon Jesus, guess what? That gets us off of those 35,000 thoughts and decisions and all that kind of stuff. We don't get lost in our own world or in that world. When we delight, Ah, oh, that is so good thank you lord when we delight so let that be broken in jesus name and come into the light of the lord let me read this again come you children listen to me listen 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 i will teach you to fear the lord who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good And then here we go. I talked about this a little bit, but I just need to stop here. Verse 13 and 14. Now, this is what we need to do in this season in in reverence to the fear of the Lord. Keep your tongue from evil. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. We talked about a little bit about that discernment and decisions last week, so I won't go there. But in your lips from speaking deceit, keep. Oh, here we go. Verse 14. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Oh, my God, this is so good. This is so good. So someone just say it again. It's like, oh, my gosh, I got to say it again. Yes, you got to say it again. So now say this. Say the Lord shall make me. Of quick understanding. And my delight. Shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. Say I delight in fearing the Lord. Ah, this is so good. This is just a bonus, this is just a bonus. I told y'all I have my Bible Bible here. This is just a bonus, uh, because I want to continue on with this. So turn with me to Psalms chapter 37. Psalms chapter 37, I'm almost finished, I think. (laughs) But Psalms chapter 37, there's some impartation taking place even now. God is uprooting some things uh, that may have been lodged secretly, but I know I caught some things out just even now, uh, so that way we can delight in this season. No, 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 you gotta come up off yourself. It is a delight. No, God don't want anyone kind of like, no, 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 no. Not in this season. Here we go. Verse 1, Psalms chapter 37, and again, I'm in the New King James Version. This is part of our heritage. Do not fret because of evildoers. Did we talk about no comparison? Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Ah, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Oh, so people smoking all that stuff, that's what their life's going to be like and <laughs> with it, as the green herb. Verse three, trust in the Lord. Come on, that's that resting in the sovereignty, right? And their safety and trust in him. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell, 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 dwell in the land and feed. We're eating this Sunday right now. And feed, taste and see that the Lord is good. And feed on his faithfulness. Somebody just say right now, I am feeding on his faithfulness. Oh, I can just hear some older saints right now, but some, some younger saints, you need to say that. Say, I am feeding on the faithfulness of God. See, the older people can say that because they know, because they've experienced some things and walked through some things. But trust me, this is one thing that young people, uh, yeah, I'm just getting this illustration. What young, what young children do, they learn how to eat based upon those who came before them and their environment. Yeah. uh, So anyways, we're feeding on the faithfulness of God. Verse four. Here we go. Delight yourself. Delight yourself also in the Lord. Come on. Talk word of God. The word of the Lord is preaching itself. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you. Did we not say this? And he shall give you the desires of your heart. God will give you what you should want to want. Because sometimes what I want ain't lined up to the level of which he wants it. So God says, hey, I want you to want what I want, because sometimes what you want ain't what I want for you. But I want you to delight yourself first so that way you can get get in the right want. Ah, here we go. Verse five. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass because of the process, because of our commitment. Right. He shall bring forth your righteousness. We've talked about the righteousness of Jesus and his decision making. So now here is the produce. Here is the results, right? He shall bring forth, verse six, he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light because this is a dark world that we're living in. That's why we have to come into the reverential, obedient fear of the Lord. So that way this light can show forth and your justice. We talked about the Messiah in Isaiah, his righteousness and justice, right? Oh, but because we're in him now, the Bible says now he shall bring forth your righteousness in this season, in this 2020, November 29th season, day, year, he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday." And let me stop at verse seven. I think I'm going to stop here. And then it's another portion I want us to read. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. There's the rest. And wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Don't go to IG. Don't look at other people. It's like, oh, man, well, other such and such prosper. Don't fret. Don't worry. We are staying solid in him. We are delighting ourselves in him. Come on. Someone just say right now, Jesus, you are more than enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just so sensed that. And I believe I heard that one time before uh, when, when God was just putting these two messages together in my spirit. But he was like, son, I just want to remind you, or, uh, this is like, or, or for me to be able to say, and I just had to say it out of my mouth just to remind my own mind and spirit and body. It's like, Lord, you are more than enough. Yeah, and so I'm resting in that. Thank God for all the things that get produced and the material things and things of that nature. Thank God for that. But someone just needs to know that Jesus, in and of himself, is more than enough. When we talked about being delivered from people, remember from the snare people. We talked about that He is delivering us unto Himself first. So now let me read it again: Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because the man who brings wicked, or because of the because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Why? Because they'll be cut off. And then verse nine says this: For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord they shall inherit the earth they shall inherit the earth so that's why we don't have to worry about other people we don't have to worry about other people matter of fact go with me to verse 23 i said we flowing with the holy ghost right I'm, 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 yeah yeah verse 23 the steps of a good man are ordered so now when you're making this, these decisions and that we're delighting ourselves the steps of a good man are ordered and he delights and he delights so when we delight in the lord Guess who delights also? Ha! He delights, God delights, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, whoo! though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Verse 25, this is David saying, I have been young. That's why I said, that's why some of the younger saints need to just say, oh man, find out what some of the older saints eating. Some of these older saints feeding on the faithfulness of the Lord. David says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lives and his descendants are blessed. Come on. So it doesn't matter what age you are, whether you are young or old. That's why I'm like the fear of the Lord has to be amongst every generation. So that way we know that um, the righteous are never forsaken, nor is seed begging bread, nor his seed. So now this is something, this righteous, this, this, this fear of the Lord, something that you live in can can become an inheritance for other children to be able to walk in or at least a way that they have a choice to be able to choose. Some of y'all are like generational curse, curse breakers. And what it is that your very life is establishing the blessing that God has for your family. So now, even if you might be in an older year, now you have a pattern. Now you're living an example for the next generation to be able to follow. So now teach your children. We talked about it on Wednesday, but teach your children the fear of the Lord. This is so good. Let me finish with this verse right here. This is good. Verses. Ah, okay. 37 through 40. I'll stop there. (laughs) Mark the blameless man. Your life is marked. Mark the blameless man. That's why I said God wants to distinguish his people in this season so that way we are marked in him. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright. Matter of fact, turn to somebody if you're in the home, if you're watching this with somebody right now, just let them know. Say, hey, you're marked. (laughs) Let them know you are marked of the Lord. (laughs) Oh, you are marked with favor. You are marked with with blessing in the name of Jesus And blamelessness in Christ Jesus. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright. That's why the young people, we got to observe the generation that has come before us. And even some of the older generation, you want to observe even the younger generation. That way we're in this together. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright for the future of that man is peace. Oh, so look look at this. People, you don't have to worry about the future. Even for people that are looking to be married, guess what? You don't have to worry about it. God is going to be a rod guiding you in your decisions and you shall be And your marriage shall be a delight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even people that are desiring to, to, to have children and thinking about society. It's like, well, man, do I want to be be bring children into this world? Trust me, we need these lights. Yes, absolutely. Why? Because the future of that man is peace. But the trans. Oh, my God. Do I need to say this, Lord? Yeah, yeah. So I just need to release this out to the atmosphere. That's why we as people have to give God seeds and opportunity into this earth. That's why they got to be able to come forth and not, uh, not have these assignments be aborted in this season. Oh yeah, matter of fact, yeah, let me lay some weight into that. I feel I got, I got that, that, that connection to it now. Why? Because guess what? Jesus was born in this season. Can you just imagine for a moment if he, if he, if he was aborted? Ah, my God. So now we got, we got to allow the peace of God to, to be able to take place for the future of these people. God's got this hand on these, on these kids, amen? And so, but the transgressors, matter of fact, let me say it one more time, mark the blameless man and observe the upright for the future of that man is peace. So you're marked. Verse 38, but the transgression shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in their time of trouble. He is your strength in the time of trouble and the Lord shall help them and deliver them and he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. And because we delight ourselves in him, glory to God, we are delighting ourselves and because we trust in him, come on, glory to God in the name of Jesus. So someone to say right now, say, I delight myself in the Lord. I'm delighting myself in the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in every component, in every aspect, we are making that quality decision to choose delight. And we are going to taste and see and experience of his goodness this Sunday, this Sunday. So someone could just say, look, I'm eating a Sunday. It's like, man, so 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 it's on Monday. People people might say, oh, my gosh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Or thank God it's Friday. We don't have to wait for just a Friday. You could just even say tomorrow on Monday. Thank God it's Monday. Why can you say that? Why? Because I'm delighting in a Sunday on a Monday. I'm tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. I'm delighting myself in the fear and obedience of the Lord. And I'm telling, I just believe, let me just say this. I'll close with this all. I just believe that there's some surprises. There's some hidden things that God just wants to be within these, uh, who, who knows, perhaps maybe between now and the end of the 2020 year, that God says, hey, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been so looking forward and planning this for you. Even in the midst of people thinking about, oh, 2020 has been such a bad year. Can we just forget? Can we get out of 2020? No, we as believers, we're already in a different year anyways. We're in 5781. And so we're keeping our lips from speaking deceit and evil. So we're just speaking what God is saying. And we're going to taste the fruit of the lips of our lips, of the fruit of our righteousness coming forth because of what we're saying that's in aligned with him. So someone just declare something good over your life that God has already said, even based upon what we read in Psalms 34 and 37. Let me just give you that moment. And some of you might need to look back and be like, "Okay, let me go back and see. For example, you can just say, Lord, I shall not like any good thing. You can just speak that over your life. You can speak that over your family in the name of Jesus. Or you can speak, God, I thank you, Lord, that angels are encamped all around me because I fear you. You can speak that over your life and over your family in Jesus name. And you can just speak something even over your descendants. Lord, I've been young and now I'm old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed. So my seed shall not be begging bread. My seed shall be provided for in the name of Jesus. My seed are coming into the fear of the Lord. My seed are coming into the life of which I've trained them in the name of Jesus. My seed are delighting in Jesus. Come on, and you can just begin to prophetically speak and make declarations over your household and over your family, and over your own life in the name of Jesus. And God will just begin to rise up because he's the one that watches over his word to perform it. So just begin to just lift your hands right now. I just, th- I just so see right now just a release and a reception taking place in the name of Jesus. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost just for a little bit. Yeah, God, I thank you, Father God. i thank you uh you know just kind of just seeing this right now um you know just even as we prayed in the spirit that there is just some fresh manna from heaven uh, and it's going to be a word that god's going to give that's just going to be freshness that's i think specifically that's what it's going to be and it's just going to be like new life to you because we we uh we, we live out of every word or the bread that 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 and his word is the bread and so that which proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. That's what we're going to live by. So I just kind of see, I just kind of saw this with hands being lifted up, that there's just like a fresh bread. I just kind of saw like a rounded kind of loaf of bread just even coming down, but it's hot, you know, it's like steamy. And I also kind of saw like a light on it. So it's gonna be something that'll kind of fire you up. It'll also warm your spirit. Let me just call this out as I see it. But it'll also be like light unto you, even as you go forth. So this fresh bread, this word that God will just begin to speak, and it could be a scripture maybe that you've read, but God will just begin to cause it to illuminate, and it'll be life-giving to you in this season. But then here's the other thing that I'm just kind of seeing with this particular image and this word that I'm seeing right now, as continue to keep your hands lifted, um, that it'll also be a bread that you can partake of, but you also just kind of see someone even breaking it and handing it almost like how Jesus broke the loaf loaf of bread at communion yeah yeah and so it'll be something that that you can just even pass on to others you know around you so it'll be a word that you can share and impart to somebody else so it'll be life-giving to you but that life to you, you'll be able to pass on to others because God God actually wants to give you this bread so you can taste it and see it and experience it. But now as you release it to others, you, you'll be able to say it with such conviction because it won't just be hearsay or something that you heard somebody else say, but it'll be something that you've already partaken of. So Father, I thank you. Someone just say, I received that word. I received that fresh bread in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, God, for the manna, God, that we shall live live in this season. Something that is supernatural, something that doesn't just come from men, something that we just, just produce amongst ourselves, but this is heavenly produced. Yeah, and here's the thing, it'll be fresh, it'll be fresh, it'll be fresh, it'll be fresh, it'll be fresh on a daily basis. So I just kind of just hear this one other word before I kind of sense a release. Day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. Meditate. Allow this manna to be, become a meditation. Day and night. And then in that meditation, that's when that delight will can be sustained. It'll be a delight of day and night. (laughs) Okay, let me just say that one more time. It'll be a delight day and night. It'll be a delight day and night in Jesus name.